With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing the Godfather at chabacasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Lindsay, you're back from Uganda. What, first of all, I mean, for, for everyone who doesn't realize what's going on, why, why are you counting Uganda in the first place? Um, just because I thought it'd be a really good thing to do, basically. Um, yeah, during during COVID, I was speaking to the coaches I knew over there and um, we'd done a lot of tag rugby stuff and working through a charity and we just got speaking about uh, rugby league and, you know, we got chatting about how cool would it be, you know, a Jamaican bobsled team, let's have a Uganda women's rugby team, why not? And um, it just kind of snowballed from there and um, I was speaking to Clint at York about it and um, I'd seen what Ghana have done with Salford and I think Nigeria and Hull FC, they've got a bit of partnership. So I says, oh, can we, you know, partnership with Uganda? And uh, he was all for it. So uh, the next thing was obviously, let's get out there and see what we can do. And I assume it's not as simple as just saying, right, let's put some flights and, and turn up there. There's, there must have been a lot of work to go into this. Yeah, um, well, it did. It did help. There were some really cheap, uh, cheap flights out there, which you know helped with the number of people that went out. Um, so that was good. But no, we just we just worked with the coaches. Came up with a with a program where you know they've got four teams out there that we could work with their teams, and um, it, we tried to culminate and be there for their finals, so we could support you know support them, see what was going on, and um, yeah, we timed it really perfectly. To be fair. In terms of untapped talent, do you think that the African region is one that the sport as a whole should be looking at to develop? Yeah, I think we'd be stupid if, if we didn't. I mean, I don't know what percentage of the Premier League's made up of Africans, but, you know, everywhere you go in Africa, there's the Man City School of Football, the Everton School of Football. Um, and I've spoke to contacts that I've got in football and they say, you know, even if you find one player out there, it pays for the whole programme for years. Um, I know football's a different a different level to rugby league, but I mean we only saw four teams play, and the amount of talent was was unbelievable. You know, and probably slightly different talent to it. You know, in the men's game, we were seeing footwork like you never that you never see over here, pace that's just electric. Um, probably not the size that we've got, but you know it would be definitely an addition. And the women's game, they can all they can all ball handle, which you know where you know we haven't got a lot of ball handlers. We've got a lot of athletes and a lot of runners, but we haven't really got any that are 
that are that great with ball in hand and you know they're showing dummies left right and center so it was brilliant to watch safe to say as well that um it's a two-way street that we shouldn't look at it as just as you going over there to support them that if there was somebody who was incredibly talented that you felt could go into your either scholarship or academy or or women's development system you'd be keen to bring them over and give them a chance Absolutely. And, um, you know, we're already starting looking at, uh, at visas and what we would have to do and the type of funding that we would need. You know, if we got a sponsor on board, I'd, I'd really love to bring two or three of the girls over, you know, maybe in pre-season for a few weeks just to see how you go. But, um, yeah, there was there was probably six I saw that with a little bit of coaching, they'd be able to play in the first team. They were that good. So, um, yeah, it, it'd just all be down to funding and probably try to get a sponsor for, for them as individuals. Because um, obviously when they came across, they, they wouldn't have any money to sustain themselves and living in York can be quite costly. Uh, what was the experience like then going out to Uganda? I mean, uh, the furthest I've been is Cyprus, which is you know pretty much like here, but sunny. But what was it like being out in Uganda, a completely different environment to York? Yeah, it was brilliant. And, you know, I've been out quite a few times in the past, but, you know, I really I really enthuse off, off seeing the girls and, you know, the seven girls that we took, the players, They'd never been to Africa before and um, they just absolutely loved it. You know, you know, what are the rules? There are no rules. You just you just run with it. And um, that's that's my type of place, really. Um, bit me- bit mental at time and nobody nobody keeps to time. You know, if you say eight o'clock in the morning, they probably mean about 10 a.m. So once you've got over that barrier, you're um, you're away. But no, it, it's, it's brilliant. It's just crazy. It's it's just um, a million miles an hour compared to over here. I don't know about the million miles now, but they're doing whatever you want at what time you like. So it appeals to me. What what do the 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 plays you took out there? What what did they get out of the experience? Um, well, my big aim for them was to really empower them, and you know they want. I didn't want them to just be a bystander to me working with the coaches and the refs and you know stuff like that. I wanted them to really take it on board. So um, Rihanna Marshall, Elisa, Elisa Clayton, they were tasked with looking at all the referee stuff, the signalling, uh, positioning on the field, and. You know, for the whole for the whole week, they worked with the referees, spoke to them, and you know they were in charge of that. They were all tasked with you know leading on the coaching, um, specific areas, and um, yeah, it is it. It was tough for them. You know, we'd got off the plane at nine o'clock in the morning, and by two o'clock that afternoon, we'd you know travelled travelled an hour down the road um, to like a bit of a, a school field that was really long grass, banana trees all the way around it, stones, rubbish on the field, and. They were just thrown straight into it, and they just, they just, um, like I said, just ran with it and and loved every minute. In terms of um, also helping out, you mentioned obviously referees, coaching, playing. Clearly, you looked at, but you took a lot of kit as well. Um, and again, we, there, there was word coming back from Uganda how um, important that had been for them. You know, I think you left them boots and shirts and uh, various pieces of equipment. Uh, all donated, I believe, by uh, people you went round be- before you went out. Again, vitally important if you're going to leave a legacy after you've gone. Yeah, unbelievable. And, you know, the the airline allowed us to have two 23kg bags. So, you know, we said as a group, we will maximise that. Everybody will have two full bags, 23kg. You know, um, some of them even just took hand luggage in terms of their own personal stuff so that we could take as much stuff. But to be honest, we even had to leave some stuff here. We had we had that much. Um Bishop Thorpe School in, in York, they raised raised loads. Um, even some of the local the local clubs and, and as far as like Hull FC, they donated a load. Um and then we just had like a station in the shop where people could come in um at the York shop and just drop bits and bats off and we got loads from that as well. So um 
Yeah, le leaving stuff for them, you know, when we first went and they're all playing in either bare feet or trainers that didn't match to suddenly having um, Joy Carter, uh, someone that we linked with, she gave us actually loads of brand new Sondicur boots um, and they were just loving them, loving them. So, um, yeah, it was just great to be able to take something, not just show up and, and help, but actually leave something there. You mentioned Clint as well. We we interviewed him at the start of the season about his uh, vision for York, which I think this this includes it. Um, very progressive at the moment, and with IMG and everything they're proposing, trips like this um, uh, again, as we've said, are two way streets that you're furthering the club's name in a in a new continent. How important has it been for you to be at the head of all of that as well? Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, everything that I enjoy about rugby, the performance side, working with the players, working with the staff is great. I love that. But doing other things like this and giving those players the opportunities, you know, real life, life changing opportunities, making lifelong memories is as much part of rugby for me as it is, you know, executing a play or being able to tackle well. So, yeah, it's a massive part of what I'm about, you know, expanding rugby and, and getting different experiences in it. But the club's just, they just back me on everything that, you know, to go up to the chairman who's, you know, just starting and saying, I really want to run a trip to Uganda and, you know, donate some money there and can we do it? And he's like, yeah, brilliant. Let's go for it. So it's great. And if, you know, if the club can get anything out of it in terms of return players over the next few years, then we're going in the right direction. We've just come off the back of a World Cup, obviously, where Brazil were headline attractions thanks to the fact that they... Well, it's completely surreal to have a South American team in the Women's Rugby League World Cup. Well, just any Rugby League World Cup. But what will it take to have a, an African nation, a Uganda, say, playing in a, a Women's World Cup in a few years' time? Is it is it purely a money thing as well as the experience of you going out there? I think the um, the plan is for them to have a, an African nation in the 2029 um, World Cup. That's the plan from the IRL, as, as you know, as, as far as I'm aware. So, you know, we would love to be competing with the other nations, um, Ghana, Nigeria, Kenya, and, uh, you know, fighting for a spot to be in that. How it would actually unfold in terms of the, you know, getting the girls' passports and paying for it, I don't really know. But um, that's that's the journey that we're on and hopefully we'll, you know, try and see it through. As you say, it's, it's a matter of finding sponsors for them to come over here. How... how... How hard is that going to be to for that next stage to get the players to come over and, and experience life as a, a women's super league player over here? Well, I don't know. I suppose I haven't I haven't really you know gone back to the club and asked anybody yet. But you know there was there was two girls in particular, one who just reminded me of Holly Dodd. You know she was just the way she moved, her balance, her ball skills, her pace. You know she had Holly Dodd written all over, and I'm thinking, wow. You know, how have you had the most minimal coaching and you can do this? So, you know, the next the next year or so, that, that will 100% be my aim to try and find some sponsorship or funding to, to get one or two of them over. And as soon as you can show everybody that talent, not just in York, but across the across the game, then people might start opening their eyes to the other nations that, that can play and want to play. You took a, a media representative out there and, and your social media output was absolutely fantastic, even allowing for... Uh, some of the Wi-Fi issues. Um, how important uh, a, is that in getting the York name across um, in, in Uganda? Because you're opening up a new market. But also, how much media interest was there in the country as to what you were doing and what perhaps legacy you might be leaving? Yeah, loads. You know, we were just inundated with messages wanting quotes and wanting to come down and have a look. There was a bit of a, a launch day on Friday where 
we had to actually demonstrate rugby league to the media because they didn't they didn't really see the difference between rugby league and rugby union and you know Seb who, who came out with us who did the media you know all of us were self-funded on that trip so for him to want to come self-fund himself and spend every evening you know when the players were finally getting to let the hair down he was sat you know, madly trying to walk around the place, trying to get Wi-Fi and, and, and upload little videos and stuff. I know he got really frustrated because he had so much more he wanted to put out, but it just wouldn't, it just wouldn't load. But um, yeah, I'm sure there'll be a few a few more bits coming out in the next week or so. Yeah, he was taking pictures of flying ants at some stage, wasn't he? But yeah, the... <laughs> then they started eating them, which was random. <laughs> Again, in terms of what you did out there, you talked about going to the, the two grand finals, identifying talent. One of the girls, Sano, scored six tries in the, the women's grand final, and that might be the one that you've identified as the, the new Holly Dodd. But you went into schools as well and um, uh, oversaw touch tournaments. Um, how how do you think that the, the youth of Uganda will take to, to rugby, which is a sport that they're completely unfamiliar with? Yeah, we did. We did tag rugby, and that you know, I set that up as much as for my girls as it, as it was for them because there's something so exciting and cool about going into a school, taking these kids that have never played rugby. You know, you've got maybe thirty or forty kids. You've got to whittle it down to a team of ten, and then you take them to a you know a central place, and they all play each other. So of course, all our girls, you know, arguing with each other, competing against other because they wanted their team to win. Um, and then just to see the, you know, the excitement on the kids' faces to play in, you know, they were given proper kit to put on and, you know, we, we brought water and bits and pieces. But, you know, there was there was a sad side to it as well because they'd obviously done that much exercise. We had one girl pass out um, and we had to kind of, you know, rally around trying to get her a bit of food. They were all quite hungry, to be honest, um, and all, you know, as much water as they could take, they were getting on board. So, for our girls to see that side of it as well, I think they've really taken a lesson as to, to how good they've got it over here. I, I feel a bit glitting. Now, now you've mentioned all this, I'm, I was about to make a joke about Seb being used to not having Wi-Fi going to various grounds in the country, but it seems a bit odd when you put it, put it yeah, like that. Yeah. <laughs> it, it does make it seem that, you know, we, we, we don't we don't half have it easy at, at times over here, but it, it must have been a great experience and one which... Now the players have gone back and told their teammates about. I'm guessing there must be more wanting to go out for the next trip out there. Oh, they're all they were all messaging me while we were away, and I didn't think it was going to be like this. I wish I wish I'd have come now, but of course, when you you know say it's you know the flights are five hundred pound and we're leaving in six weeks, you need to take a week off work, and they're going Uganda. I've never really heard of it. I don't know what what she's doing out there. Um, but yeah, they all they all want to be coming next time, and you know to set up a bit of a preseason camp would be be amazing. And it's not just the, the rugby. You, you are changing perspectives of what people think about a country, which, as you say, we, we may not know too much about. No, that's it. And, you know, everybody listens to the Band-Aid song saying there's you know, no rain or rivers flow. And, you know, we were absolutely soaked for the majority of the time when we were out coaching. Um, it is, it's, it's completely different probably to what people expect. And it is very vibrant. And, you know, there's so much going on. And the interest that we got, you know, just... Lads walking past, saw games going on, came in, was cheering for the teams. And, yeah, it was it was unbelievable. And this is the first time I've ever been to Africa and actually done rugby league. You know, it's always been a variation of tag or rugby union. Um, but act to actually see them playing the ball and getting back 10 and the referees, you know, in the calls was, yeah, it was brilliant, really good. And a, a, a huge commitment from everybody at York to go out in the middle of your current Super League season as well. How, how much of a consideration did you have to make to keeping everything going and 
and focused on what you might well achieve this year, but actually being away for, well, best part of a week and then getting over it when you when you come home. Yeah, that's it. And I put a lot of thought into it. I, t- I took them to um, Catalan to play. We had a couple of weeks off in the summer last year and I thought, come on, let's get away, do something a bit different um, while still training. And that probably knocked us for six, actually. You know, they probably had that much, that good of a time that they came back on a bit of a downer. Um, and so I was, you know, I was mindful not to let that happen again because it probably killed off the back end of last season. Uh, but we're pretty early in, in the season at the moment and um, we had two weeks off. So we've got this Sunday off as well. So I thought, you know, we've probably got a bit of time and they say his change is as good as a rest, don't they? So, um, yeah, it's probably a bit of a gamble, but. But the, the players who were here who had a week off as well, you know, they benefited from that as well. So hopefully it'll just kick starters again. And and how will you follow it up? Are, are plans already in place for the next trip? I know that uh, when you put out a statement, when you got back, you said couldn't wait to go again. But um, what what is the plan? Will you go at the end of this season? Will you go this time next year? Um, what, what do you reckon? Yeah, I think, you know, definitely within the next year, I'd like, I'd like to go back, maybe do something with pre-season. I mean, the big idea I'd like to do is to maybe try and buy a field out there and have a, you know, a York school of rugby and, you know, try and make the whole thing sustainable without York just donating, make it sustainable because there's no rugby fields out there. You could, you know, you could rent it out to the football, the rugby, netball. They'd all want to hire a, a field if we had one and, and they're not too expensive. So, you know, I might start looking for a sponsor for that and get all this talent coming through one place. Myself and Hendo could go out looking at the talent and, uh, you know, really try and set it up in a big way. Um, but in the meantime, yeah, just just keep the communication up with them and perhaps go to a different part of Uganda next time. Is it, is it pleasing? Is it uh, to be part of such a progressive club? Because I'm thinking back to, I went to primary school in Selby too many years ago when the old York club was around. We didn't know what rugby league was, but now you're spreading the game, not just <laughs> to, to North Yorkshire, but around the world. Yeah, you know, it's and it all comes from the top. You know, it's not just me. Clint is, you know, got his eyes wide open and he knows, he knows how big, you know, rugby can be. You know, he was brought up in Queensland where it was the, the main sport. And for our area, we look at the whole of North Yorkshire, you know, all the way up to Newcastle and out to Scarborough. There's not a lot of rugby league at all. So we definitely have aims to to spread it in, in that area. You know, the M62 corridor is probably saturated, but... um. Yeah, anything else we can do on a you know on an international scale is is only is only good for the game and the experiences we get selfishly are, are worth it. Cardiff in the Challenge Cup. Speaking of a place which is uh, quite outside the M62 corridor, how much are you looking forward to that one? Because they've obviously been making uh, big waves in the women's Super League South in the past few years. Absolutely. Um, I actually played with a few of the girls sevens when I when I finished playing, so I know how how good some of them are. You know, there's you know there's a lot of transition from rugby union and have played Wales rugby union, so they're going to be a, a real tough team. And you know, we're going to have to be at our best to to turn them over. Um, it's great that it's at home. It's great that it's a double header with with the men's um quarter as well. So it's just going to be a great day. And like you say, to get another team apart from you know the local ones coming up and and competing, which I'm sure they will, is is fantastic. Almost coming up against a side who pretty much make up the majority of the Welsh national side, or certainly a large proportion of it, ahead of that game for England in the autumn. A good chance for the York-based England players, of which there are two more now, to get a, a good look at them uh, face-to-face. Definitely. And, you know, Tom Brindle, who coaches them, you know, he's great. And, you know, we speak about rugby quite a lot, and he's really impressed with the commitment that they've shown to rugby league and, and what he's aiming for with Wales. And, 
you know, these girls are definitely on a journey and they'll be coming up here wanting to impress against us. You know, we don't, they don't play against, you know, our, our teams regularly. So now they've got the opportunity to, they're going to want to come up and leave the mark. You mentioned Holly as well, and we spoke to her when it was announced that she was the first player that was going to go to the NRLW. You said at the time you were incredibly proud that she was and that you you couldn't see anything other than success for her. Uh, clearly, another couple of players have now told us where they're going. Are, are you um, still encouraging our players to test themselves at the highest level, or do you have a slight concern now that if we lose too many of them, it'll detract from the competition over here? No, I think... I'm all for it, to be honest. You know, I've grown up in a generation where I just played rugby league because I really loved it. And, you know, if you had to litter pick on a field before you played, then that's what you, that's what you did. And um, for these girls now coming through to get paid good money to play rugby league, if we can't offer it here, why, sh why shouldn't they go over there? And it's just up to our sport to, to step up. You know, York's offering payments um, for games, but nothing compared to what they're offering. And if you're prepared to dedicate yourself to the sport that you love, why why shouldn't you go across the world to to get paid handsomely for it? That's my opinion. That, that hopefully will narrow the gap as well between um, the the southern nations and over here, which we saw in the World Cup, perhaps isn't as great as some people thought it was. And, and maybe having some of our players firsthand in their competition, they'll come back and play for our national side and, and help that. How much of a blow do you think it was to have a, a, a postponement as it is at the moment on where the World Cup is going to be played in 2025 and, and talk that the expansion to 16 nations for, for women might not now happen until 2029? Yeah, I think, I probably don't think we're there to have 16 nations yet. Um, you know, you, you saw the difference in ability at the at the previous World Cup. Um, I think a lot of the players came off the, the, the back of this World Cup, obviously pretty disappointed that, you know, they couldn't get to a final and probably didn't perform as well as they, as they could have done. Um, but nevertheless, it was great for the sport in this country. And, you know, it's encouraged so many more girls to, to play rugby league and, you know, like you say, if, if girls are going over there, getting that extra experience, doing, you know, more training at a higher level, competing at a higher level, it's only going to it's only going to bring on the girls in this country. And, you know, the aspirations now are level higher. So hopefully we're going to churn out more, more athletes over the next five, ten years. You, you picked Holly May Dodd for her first game as soon as you were allowed to. When did you know she was going to be something something special? Uh, well, I work in the in the schools around here and I run competitions and I remember watching her play tag rugby when she was nine and I was like, I was playing at the time and I was thinking that kid's going to be good. Um, she was actually doing ballet dancing at that point. But yeah, I've, I've seen her all the way through school, you know, playing football, playing rugby, playing cricket. And um, yeah, she's just got that special touch and mentally she's she's unbelievably focused. She doesn't get distracted easily. And I think that's a big, a big part of Holly being successful and I think I threw her on the wing in that first game. She'd only been 16 a few days and she went, yeah, fine, let's let's do it. And um, yeah, she's just she's just kicked on. I really wanted her to go on the PNG tour in um, 2019, you know, to give her that international experience before the World Cup. And unfortunately, she didn't get on it. But um, yeah, I think she's shown that she's she's star quality, definitely. And she's enjoying it, by the way. She's loving it over there. So uh, all good. Excellent. We're, we're all looking forward to seeing them all in action, of course, because it's going to be great to uh, show the Aussies what they're, they're missing out on over here. And I mean, we talk about players every time we speak to uh, playing women's super, we say, do you want to play in the NRLW? Do you want to, do you want to go out for Australia? What about coaches? What about you? Do, would, would you fancy a crack over there? 
Um, I've got I've got a lot of ties here, and I, you know I like traveling. You know, as much as I love rugby league, I like traveling, which is probably why I, you know, I'm I'm holding off doing rugby full time because I'm a teacher, so I get my school holidays. Um, so that's good. But you know, who who knows? You know, to be fair, out of you know just to share with you, out of my squad, I actually had five players who were contacted by NRL teams, and only one took it up. So it's not like if they get offered, they all want to go. They don't. You know, there there are a lot of things over here that keep them over here, and you know, family and careers and stuff like that is a, is a big pull. So you have to be a certain, you know, a certain type or, you know, have certain ambitions to want to uproot everything, leave everybody to to do it for rugby league, which is obviously what Holly's done. But for some of other of our girls, it's uh, it's not that simple, is it? We, we saw a girls game um, at Newcastle as part of the Magic Weekend, one of the curtain raises. We, we've seen figures coming through in the last couple of weeks that certainly in Yorkshire and North West, participation levels are a, a record high. Are you optimistic that this is a variant of the sport that we can build on, possibly even more than the men's game at the moment, to to sell it as part of a, a new broadcasting deal and what the future might look like? Yeah, I think so, and I, and I would hope so. And, you know, the more people I speak to about the girls' and women's game say that it's, you know, probably the sexiest brand in the sport at the moment in terms of people being interested in it and, you know, wanting to find out what's going on, wanting to take part in it, wanting to support it and sponsor it. So, yeah, things like this are only going to are only going to push the, the female side of the game, which is which is great, isn't it? And it all seems to be coming at, coming at once, doesn't it? It's only two or three years ago there was there was none of this. Um, so it's it's all good. Brilliant. Well, thank you very much for your time. Um, all of that has been incredibly valuable, I think, and given a great insight into what you've done in Uganda in particular, but also where the sport's going. And uh, anything we can do, just just let us know. Oh, perfect. Thank you for your interest in it. You know, we thought we'd just nip over there for a little week and have a go at rugby, but it seems like people are interested in it. So that's great. Thank you. Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.